What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to the Built on Bitcoin podcast, where we're covering everything going on in the Stacks ecosystem. This is a This Week in Stacks episode, where we're covering everything that happened in the past seven days. We got some news on the Stacks Cohort 2, new episode from me, new episode from Airdrop. Uh, there's some community calls that happened, one focused on Clarity developers from Joseph Bender and Kenny Rogers, developer advocate. There's a community call tomorrow uh, from the Stacks Foundation, uh, DAP Radar News, and then talking a little bit about my perspective with the whole Nick Carter thing that's been going on and how might this might be good for Stacks overall. So before we jump in, though, I want to thank my sponsor of the podcast, the Stacks Foundation. And, you know, I've been here for a year and I feel like there's no better time than right now to be building on Stacks. And especially if you've been on the fence about learning clarity, whether you're a dev in Web2 or you know some solidity or you're fresh, uh, there's no better time than right now to be able to put your head down, focus and build something because there's a lot of shifts going on in the crypto space. And it seems pretty damn likely that it's going to move to more Bitcoin focused uh, over the next year or two. And Stack seems prime to take advantage of that. So if you are curious about learning clarity, you want to go further, the best place to start is start.stacks.org. They put this page together to take you from step one, you're an absolute beginner, learn the very, very basics, you know, you don't know anything about coding, to step five, where you're doing ninja moves and maybe applying for a grant and building something. So, you know, perfect progress, great resource, uh, gets you started. So I highly recommend if you're thinking about learning clarity, check that out, start.stacks.org. Let's jump in to this episode of This Week in Stacks. And starting off, we're going to talk about cohort two of Stacks Ventures. The Stacks Accelerator cohort two just officially ended, actually today. And uh, yeah, so the companies are still doing what they've been doing, getting back to building, some doing some fundraising, and uh, we'll still be providing support to them where needed. But you'll also see over the next month or two, uh, a switch to cohort three and starting to get applications in and trying to bring in more and more badass companies to stacks. So that's some good news. It's some big news this week. Uh, also, there was a web three for Bitcoin talk that was put on by Joseph Bender, the developer or community manager at Hero and Kenny Rogers, developer advocate at the Stacks Foundation. I dropped a link below, but they talk a little about a little bit about Clarity programming language. They talk about some of the developer tools that Hero offers, as well as uh, some Q and A stuff and upcoming changes to some of the dev tooling from Hero. So, if you're a dev or you're curious and you want to get in the weeds with the stuff that makes the smart contracts on Stacks work, highly recommend you watch this video. It's called Web Three for Bitcoin: The What, Why, and How building on stacks so check that one out everything i say links are below i make it easy for you but you can check that out 
Uh, next up, I just released a new video. So since I got the sponsorship from the Stacks Foundation, I'm going harder on content. And so I'm now releasing three videos a week. Mondays will be a topic deep dive. Wednesdays will be these, this week in Stacks. Fridays will be an interview with someone prominent building in the ecosystem. So I dropped my first one a day late on Tuesday, but it's on swaps. What is an atomic swap? What is a catamaran swap? And what is a submarine swap? There are different things that you'll use when you're trying to bridge and trade assets on blockchains. Um, the basics of a swap is just to exchange assets. And the problem is that without certain services and infrastructure being built, uh, when you're trading, someone has to go first. So if I want to trade uh, you know, two NFTs for 40 stacks to Maddie stacks, uh, one of us has to send that transaction first and then hope that the person is trustworthy. And so with uh, different swap techniques, you can put someone in the middle that's just code and they'll make sure that both sides are doing what they're supposed to. And then when the time is right and everything is good, they can uh, open up the escrow and send off the assets properly. And so these three different styles, catamaran swap, submarine swap, atomic swap, are different styles of doing this when you're doing something on chain, for example. So maybe you're talking with stacks, but connecting to Ethereum or Bitcoin main chain, or maybe you're doing something on-chain, like stacks, to off-chain, like Lightning, where Lightning is on a blockchain, it's a peer-to-peer -peer network, and so they don't talk in the same way. And so these different kinds of swaps allow us to trade trustlessly digital assets without any of that middle custodian third-party risk. So I deep dive into that for like 20 minutes, uh, explain how they work, um, and give you a brief overview. So you're just a little bit smarter, as well as myself, took me a ton of time to research and make it simple, which is the hardest part because the tutorials you see online will be somewhat heady. And so I had to try and Eli five it to myself so I can give it to you guys. So recommend you watch that video. Uh, let me know what you think. Also, speaking of content creation, the homies, Airdrop Crew, uh, dropped a new video with someone named Willie Morris. So I kind of like these, they're, they're doing stuff where it's outside of the ecosystem. And they released a video called Regenerative Farming on Web3 with this guy named Willie Morris from Happy Goat Org. And uh, I, didn't, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm just making you aware of it. I know a little bit about regenerative farming, where basically the way that you, the practices you use leave the land better than you uh, started with. So it's this process that could feed on itself. Um, and I guess they're using some kind of Web3 techniques to fund this, but I'm assuming a lot. So if that's curious to you at all, um, or you like the Airdrop crew, check out the last episode. Uh, next up on the list, the Stacks monthly community updates call is tomorrow. So if you want to watch that link in the bio, the, there's also always a replay. But this is a good way to like sit down for an hour and get a good pulse of what's coming down the pipeline and what's happened kind of more in the weeds, but talking directly to some of the founders and the, and the movers and shakers on what's coming down the pipeline. So super good to watch that call if you want to stay tapped in. Um, and that is tomorrow. All right, last two things. Adapt Radar, which is an application that aggregates different data and then displays it for you so you can track it. Um, most of the people, at least in my experience, they use it for the DeFi metrics. So they have a DeFi tab 
And you can compare Ethereum to BNB to AVAX to Polygon to now Stacks on how much total value locked they have and what are some of the main services that are that have DeFi uh, money locked and who's who's kind of the king. So it's like, okay, cool, on AVAX, uh, Aave is booming, and then on Polygon, it's this, and on Solana, it's that. So they now uh, accept stacks, and they do two metrics. They, they track total value locked on DeFi apps, and they track NFT collections on uh, the marketplaces. Now, both of those don't seem complete, because I don't think stack swap is in the DeFi mix, and I think by numbers... They are number one, so that's a problem. Because I think currently Alex is marked as number one, and they have Arcadico on there, and one other one that's stuck in my mind. But also the NFT infrastructure that they're kind of like pointing to, it has like Megapont on there and one other one, but the volume is super low, and there's no other collections. So that's obviously wrong. Um, but at least we're on the radar. Like you can click that Stacks tab and see some stuff. So hopefully it's coming more complete soon. All right, last on the list, and I'll just give a brief overview of my take of this. I won't go too deep because I don't know the full specifics, but if you're paying attention to Twitter yesterday, you saw that Nick Carter was just getting like blasted by the Bitcoin maxis for his company, uh, Castle Island, investing in a company called Dynamic.xyz. And they saw that as the... this beautiful Bitcoin educator who's writing his fantastic articles against ESG and all this stuff. He's investing in a company that's multi-chain at its core. And so he's, he's uh, partaking in all the shit coins. And uh, so people went hard on him and a lot of people came to his defense. There was a really good Twitter spaces last night that had a bunch of the big dogs in there. Dan Held, uh, Diago, Brad Mills, um, some other people were just in the crowd, but super, super interesting. And he was just fielding questions, like in a very open and honest way. And it wasn't like derisive. Everyone was actually pretty understanding, which is kind of how these things always go. It's like the retweet button is going to be hot, but then when you talk face to face, they're going to be chill. But anyway, um, he explained his side. And I think the pulse I got from that call overall is that the people are continuing to see the, the Bitcoin maximalist point of view is just not indicative of the current landscape of where people are feeling. And someone else, uh, Paul Stork, um, said something that the, the Bitcoin maxi Overton window is, uh, is widening, meaning the Overton window is like, what can you, what can you safely talk about in public? And so his, his point of view is that now what's safe to say as a Bitcoiner to talk about in public is widening. And I think, at least from listening to the Twitter spaces, that seems totally true. And the big benefit to that, again, is going to be stacks, where you have different BIPs being proposed that, that uh, extend Bitcoin's functionality. But then you also have things like different side chains and then different layer one solutions. They're trying to extend the use case of Bitcoin and stacks, if we do anything right and DLC link pops off or LN swap integrations get better and better, um, these different kinds of things where we can really make Bitcoin feel programmable while making stacks somewhat invisible, 
uh, I think it's just going to be a big, big boom. And the, the culture is slowly shifting to make it so that Stacks is primed and ready when that one killer app comes out that people are like, that's the perfect mix of, you know, trustlessness and I don't have to use a shit coin because I don't feel like I don't, it's not in my wallet. I'm just using my hero wallet or I'm using my lightning wallet or whatever it is. Uh, there's going to be a, a certain kind of like phase where we cross an, um, enough of those checkboxes and people are going to feel totally safe using stacks. That's my point of view. I think uh, I'm just watching and observing the different dialogues and uh, this kind of as an outsider while I do my stacks thing. And it seems to be switching. That Overton window is changing. And the more you talk about it, and the more people can understand how Stacks is built, why it's built that way, and is, is it worth it to give it a shot? Do you think it feels safe and good for Bitcoin? Uh, people are going to start trickling in more and more until they reach a certain threshold. So in a year, maybe two, uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me if Stacks has that salon moment where it goes from, you know, sub whatever's to top 10. So that's my point of view, kind of using one more data point of the Nick Carter thing, um, where this is ultimately good for stacks because the culture of what it means to be a Bitcoiner, it's always changing. And I think that the Bitcoiners are changing. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm your humble host, Jake Blockchain. You can find me on Twitter at that same name. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way, but I'll be right here waiting. I've been waiting now, I've been trying to figure out a way to make it out, make it out, cause I don't think about it.